Hey, and welcome everyone to the Journey Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Tim, and today we are diving into a topic that is very close to my heart. In last week's episodes, we had a great interview with my good friend, Daniel, uh, about the topic of identity. Why identity matters, what it is, and how you can slowly start understanding you know, what you are made of, that what you are doing is a result of years and years and years of experiences and programming that you have gone under. And if you want to reshape something, or if you want to reshape your life, you know, you have to understand that in order for you to change things in your life, you need to be able to change yourself first. And there's a great quote from Albert Einstein that stated, we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that we used when creating the problem. Right. So it's important to be able to, you know, kind of pivot through life's challenges and through life's, you know, waves that are being thrown at you. And in order to do that, it is very important to have a strong mind. Why? Because a strong mind is basically what you need to be able to navigate through life's challenges. And there will be challenges. There will be a lot of challenges throughout life. You know, it's not just one constant, but rather like a roller coaster of emotions, of events, of experiences that are there to shift you and that are there to help you grow and learn something more about yourself. It's kind of like this child discovering the world for the first time. And how did he discover that fire is hot? Well, not only by listening to their parents talk about that it's hot, but actually by able by experiencing it through touching a stove or through touching fire and realizing, oh, damn, it's actually pretty hot here, right? So it's important to have a strong mind. And mental resilience is, I believe, the building block for us to set up a, a, you know, a journey where you will be able to truly set goals for your life, what you want to be achieving, where you see yourself in the future, how you're going to, you know, achieve that career that you always wanted, how you're able to, you know, work on that relationship that you always crave to have, you know, and all of these things need a certain level of perseverance and mental resilience or stability in order for you to pull it through. Because if life knocks you down, you know, it's not up about how many times you get knocked down, but it's about how many times you get up after you got knocked down. And in order for this, you know, like today's episode is just a small little introduction because I know over the next couple of weeks, we will be diving deeper into the topic of, you know, mental resilience, mental strength, what I have been through in my life because, you know, I I want to keep it real. I love storytelling. And well, my life, I always considered it kind of like a movie where so many things happened where I thought to myself, okay, this is pretty crazy that this is happening. And other people at the same time, they're like, dude, how is this even possible? Right? So I want to get very real here with you. And this is why today's episode is dedicated to, you know, how I discovered mental resilience for myself. And it's going to get very personal, right? Uh, Some of you that are listening that actually know me, um, you know what I'm talking about because you've probably been there and you probably lived it through. But for those who don't know me, um, you know, I was someone who, who got raised in a very, you know, very well upbringing in a in a good family, you know, with a single mother who raised me and who gave me so much, so much love, right? But I always had this issue. I always had this thing that I was kind of deeming myself not really worthy of certain things. So that was a big, big step when I, you know, became a man, when I became an adult, I had to deal with because I deemed myself as less worthy than other people. And I never saw myself like my own self-perception was a little bit fraud uh, in a sense that I had a view on life 
where I believe that everyone else is better than me and that I'm not worthy of achieving anything, right? So this is kind of like the mindset. I don't know where it came from. I mean, I do know by now, and that's a whole nother topic for maybe a later episode, but I realized that the more I put myself under stressful situation and, you know, some people love running away from stressful situations because they just appreciate the calmness in their life and they appreciate the soft seas and the smooth the smooth waters, right? But smooth waters never made a great sailor. Um, it's always the rough waters that shape and craft and work on you and, you know, pound you down into the ground and put you back up and like, un like ravel you and throw you against against all of these walls, right? I always like to refer to it to the finishing scene of Faust um, where the devil gets him and like throws him against the room. That's how it feels sometimes when you're going through certain periods of your life that are not so pleasant. And I realized for myself that I maybe not in the beginning purposefully created those scenarios that were tough and hard to digest and very difficult for me to overcome. But I realized that they were there just for the right reason because I needed to become certain of myself. I need to become more self-confident, create more self-love for myself. So to break it down even further a little bit, right? So I, I've, I've gone through, same as everybody else, I've gone through difficult situations where I didn't know what, what I could do to get out of it to the point where I really felt like giving up, um, where I didn't see a light. I, you know, a couple of times crawled back home and was like, hey, I can't do this on my own. Please help me. And I felt like a bum, right? I felt like a bum because as a man, you're supposed to be strong and you're supposed to figure it out for yourself. But I'm honest, um, I didn't always have the answers. And the answers were given to me by people who just had a, I would say, more rational mind than I did because I'm a very emotional person. Um, not emotional in the sense of that I just cry all the time, but I feel energies very easily and I try to interpret them very easily. And sometimes when the energies are just getting or the you know, the intensity of the situation is just getting too much, my nervous system just breaks down, right? So what did I do to shape this person that I am today? Um, I always was, since the age of 17, 18, I, I got into the world of personal development and I was very, very blessed. I feel very, very blessed that I had a lot of, a bunch of very incredible mentors and people who were just the same age or older than me who have been going through so much more who had, you know, financial success, life success, who have, you know, actually created incredible things that, you know, in, in from my perspective, from my point of view, were so hard to imagine to do it myself, obviously, it's that you know, self-love that was lacking. But um, they always said that, you know, rough waters create good sailors. So put yourself into positions willingly where you get to come out of your comfort zone and you get to do something that you don't like doing because being in your comfort zone is probably the most detrimental factor in people getting stuck and not moving forward in life, not growing, not expanding, not experiencing, experiencing something new because they are just too used to who they are, right? You have to imagine your brain works like an algorithm and the algorithm always repeats itself over and over and over again in the same patterns because these are the patterns that you were raised with and that you were programmed with throughout your entire school life, childhood, upbringing, teenage years, whatsoever. And those, these certain programs are so ingrained into your identity of who you are, where this algorithm, whenever there is change, whenever there is something new coming that is out of the ordinary and not what you're used to, it kind of pushes it away right away. It's like, no, 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 no. This sounds difficult or this sounds like too scary or this sounds this or that. And that's why I'm not going to do it. 
Well, um, my mentors told me that whenever you want to grow and become more than you are today, you got you to gotta be willing to do things that you've never done before and actually face your fears, face rejections, face scary moments, face no's even, right? Um, and I was able to apply this in all fields of my life. Um, just as an example, I was frantically afraid of you know speaking on stage in front of people. I was frantically afraid of, I wouldn't call myself an introvert, but I had definitely more introverted traits than extroverted traits. I was not the person that was just like talking to people like strangers in the streets. I felt I got so red and I got so embarrassed whenever I had to, or I, you know, I just wanted to ask for the way. It was so uncomfortable for me to get into that position and talk to a total stranger because I was afraid of rejection. I was afraid of the worst things that could happen, right? And so many people go in the middle or look for the center of that place. Just lay down on your back on the ground, look up and just lay there for a couple of minutes and let all of these weird looks from people burn into you. At, at first, I remembered it was so weird. I was lying on the floor and I was getting so red. I was starting to sweat because people were looking at me like, what the fuck is he doing, man? Like, what's up with this dude, right? Um, but the funny, the, the, the funny realization that I had was that after two minutes or three minutes, close to three minutes, so many people looked at me that it didn't feel scary anymore. And that was the moment where it clicked. It's like, oh, I actually did something that was outside of my typical pattern of behavior. I tried it out. It was actually not as scary as I thought it would be. And now I can do it without being scared anymore. And I grew as a person because I got over that part of me that was rejecting it, that was pushing it away constantly. And that was just one example, right? We did a couple of challenges um, in that group that we were at. Um, where, for example, we we had we had like a fun day where we just had challenges where that we had to fulfill. For example, dance with a stranger in the streets, or uh, just lay down in the middle of a shopping mall, or um, embarrass yourself in front of a stranger. Right? All of these things they seem so bizarre, but those were the stepping stones, and these were these were the things, the actions that helped me already to get over my initial fear. So one of my fears were tackled talking to strangers. Okay, but now my second fear or my actually bigger fear, public speaking, was still there and it was very prevalent. Um, I was working in direct sales at that moment and we had a lot of business presentations at that time. And every time I was looking at people at stage, I was like, wow, they're so courageous, they're so cool, but I could never, ever, ever do that for myself. Fun fact, did you actually know that um, studies where you know they asked people what they're most afraid of in life 78% of the of these people asked what they're most afraid of life, um, most afraid in life was um, answered, not death, as we would naturally presume, but the number one fear that they have is speaking, public speaking, speaking in front of other people. Why? Because that rejection that you can experience on a individual one-on-one -on -one basis is now amplified and you can literally be hit by rejection of I don't know, 50 people, 100 people, 200, 500,000, whatsoever the amount. And that's just a whole nother level of rejection. And people don't want to have that. People don't want to do that, right? So I was still in that situation where I was frantically scared of um, public speaking. So uh, one of my mentors and my best friends, 
he um, was kind of like organizing one of the events and we had a big, big event where we had, I think over 200 people coming. It was called a Super Saturday. And um, I, when was it? I think five days before, five days before that event, um, he came up to me and he said, yo, you want to know something cool? I was like, yeah, tell me. You want to know who's speaking on Saturday? I was like, yeah, tell me, man, who? Who's speaking on Saturday? And it was like, guess. I was like, I don't know, this guy or that guy. And he was like, nope, it's going to be you. And I was like, wait a second, me? He's like, yeah, yeah, I just booked you a five-minute speech in front of 200 people, probably one of our biggest events. Um, yeah, so you have around like five days now to figure out your speech. Good luck with that. And I see you on Saturday. I was so stressed out. I think I got home that day. I didn't sleep at all because, you know, my mind said, fuck, I'm too scared. I don't want to do this. But my heart was like, actually, it feels like this is something that you've always wanted to do, but you never did because you were too afraid of it. So I listened to my heart. And what I did over the next five days was probably one of the most courageous things that I've ever done because, you know, the situation was new to me. I took a piece of paper and a pen and I started drafting up my speech and I worked on it literally day in, day out, day and night for five days. Saturday arriving, nobody expected anything. You know, it, it, like my friend said already to me like, hey man, you know why I'm doing this to you? I'm just doing this like so you get over your own shadows. I don't expect you to have like a, a big thing right now. Just get on there get used to the looks and then just, you know, present, just present yourself, whatever you want to do, right? But I was like, no, 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 no. I actually presented myself. Like I prepared myself for five days now. And um, Saturday came, we were standing in front of, like the event started. I was called up on stage. And in my mind, I was going through that speech countless times in those five days that the moment I started speaking, I realized the room got real quiet. I started speaking and I started, you know, having a great speech about, you know, your mindset and how your mindset is like a parachute. If it's, you know, if it's closed, you can't really grow. And if it's open, you know, you, you're able to glide and you're able to, to go with it and actually become something bigger. So that was the entire speech for five minutes. I co quoted some great historical facts about the swimmer and so on anyway. Um, and I realized that all of the 200 people in that room were quiet for the entire duration of my speech. And it not even being enough, at the end of the speech, when I was done, I got th three to five seconds. It seemed like a minute of total silence. And I was like, damn. They're probably seeing that I'm sweating right now. So that's why they're <laughs> like weirded out. But actually, no, I got like five, three, it, maybe it was even 10 seconds. I don't know, like five to 10 seconds of total silence. And then a standing ovation. Like my friend came to me and he was like, wow, I didn't know you were that good at public speaking. And I was like, I didn't even know myself I was that good at public speaking, right? Um, and that was just a little quick story from my life because that's what I mean. That's what I love about, you know, this podcast. I get to share, you know, intimate things about my life. That was the thing. That was the point, the turning point for me where I realized I can do, be, or have anything that I want in my life. I just got to work for it. And I got to jump over my own shadow. And guess what? Public speaking is now my absolute favorite thing to do. Hence why I'm doing the podcast, right? So you see how getting over your or jumping over your own shadow can 
amplify your life in ways that you are not even capable of imagining yet because you're too proud to live with this algorithm, with this program that has been there forever and that is not letting you get out only by force of will or by will force itself. So what do I do? What did I do then over the next couple of years? Because, you know, I'm 27 now. I was 18 back then. So nine years in between, a lot of things changed. I became obsessed with public uh, with public speaking on one side. So I was able to speak in front of hundreds and, you know, at one point, even a thousand people, which was probably one of my highlights of my career. But I realized that I became obsessed with personal development. And I started looking for people who have been through a similar path than I have. I jumped on people like David Goggins. I had motivational speakers like Eric Thomas, like Les Brown, Jim Rome, um, Napoleon Hill. I had people like uh, the great Bob Proctor, rest in peace. Um, people that, you know, through their own experience and talking to other people, realized certain things. So coming to like a, the point that I wanted to come in this in this on this podcast episode, how do you create mental resilience? Well, what I do to create mental resilience, it's pretty it's pretty simple. I go by a um, an old African mentality of the the Yamakazi that says. Yamakazi literally stands for strong mind, strong body, strong human. So, or strong body, strong mind, strong human. Sorry, that's that's what it is. A strong body, strong mind, strong human. In order for your mind or in order for you to become a strong human, you need to have a strong mind and a strong body. I believe in order for you to have a strong mind and become more mentally resilient, start with your body. Start going to the gym. Start doing or treating your body like a temple. Start treating your body like an absolute vessel for growth because how you feel physically will determine how you feel mentally. You, a lot of times depression, a lot of times negative feelings are associated with your nutrition, with your diet, with your lack of exercise, with your lack of movement, with your immobility. All of these factors are connected all together. And I believe that if you start with your body and you start working out exercises, let it be a walk. You know, if you've never worked out in your entire life and you've never visited a gym, you don't need to go to, you know, you don't need to sign up for a gym, give it your all for like two weeks and overextend your workouts and then just stop because you're just burned out, right? We're not here to sprint. We're here for the long run. We're here for a marathon. I, I started I started training 10 years ago, started going to the gym 10 years ago, but I only started taking it serious two years ago, right? So that's the analogy behind. I was always on, off, on, off because I was a sprinter. I didn't think about it like a long run, like a marathon. So start by simple steps. Start going for a week. Uh, start, <laughs> sorry, start going for a walk once every two days. Start going for a walk every day in the evening for 15 minutes, for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, wherever it is. Go sign up at, at a gym if you want to. And if you can't walk outside, go to a gym, go to the treadmill and start walking for 15 minutes. Do that for two weeks, right? So you progressively overload your training instead of overloading from the beginning so you're burned out pretty fast. So start working out is my number one tip. Number two is pick or staying with the aspect of um, the physical. Watch out what you eat. Make sure that you're only getting the best type of nutrition into your body. Make reg do regular blood scans. Check your blood and what you're maybe new, uh, nutritionally deficient in. If you're lacking magnesium, if you're lacking calcium, if you're lacking iron or zinc, 
your body needs these things to regulate itself on a hormonal level, on a nerve and on a, a cellular level. And if you don't give your body what it needs, it will naturally put yourself, put you in a state where you're not feeling well. And when you're not feeling well, it's very hard to have mental resilience. So start treating your body like a vessel. That's the number one tip that I would say. Number two is start fueling your mind with the right information. Personal development, and I know this is a big word again, <laughs> um, personal development for me is like working with your own persona. Start reading books that are nonfiction next to the books that you're reading that are fiction because both are important, one for your creative and one for your rational mind, for your rational brain. But start reading books that are nonfiction. I can name you off the hook already like five, six books that are my absolute favorite and that helped and shaped my life forever. Uh, the first book that I ever read was from Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. The second book that I read helped me to learn about communication. I mean, the first book is pretty self-explanatory, right? The, the second book is from Dale Carnegie, and, it said, uh, and it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. This taught me about communicate, uh, communication, how to communicate with myself, how to communicate with others, how you know, psychology at a social level works. Um, the third book is actually called uh, from Ryan Clear, Atomic Habits. I would actually couple that with the book from Ryan Dug, um, The Power of Habits. Then I would definitely for your mind, uh, <laughs> for your mind, I would suggest my absolute favorite book. My number one, top one, never beaten. And it's not so non-fictional. That's why I say it's important. It's called The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I can't tell you how many times I read that book, but by now, over the last 10 years, I read that book a minimum, a minimum of 20 times. A minimum of 20 times. I usually read it once every six months just to refresh my mind because it's all about dreams and why it's important to dream big and why you got to follow the messages that life or God or the universe gives you. And you just need to be able to follow that inner voice inside of your soul. Right, so these are already like the, the foundational steps that I that I do in order to become more mentally resilient, and this is from a physical and from a mental standpoint. So, over the last two years, I took my health and my body much more serious, and I wanted to develop that warrior mindset. So, what else did I implement? On the physical side, I started implementing sauna, sauna at least two times per week. Um, I went, or at least once per week is important for recovery and for your mind and just for a lot of things. It, it helps you to burn fat. It helps your nervous system to regulate. It is proven to reduce uh, depression and stress. It is proven to, you know, create certain shock proteins, which are increasing your immunal function and just making your overall health system better and functioning better. Cold showers. Um, if you're not a big fan of cold plunges because it's too hard, which I believe you should try it at least once, and you will reap the benefits of it very, very fast. But cold showers after a sauna and just cold showers once to twice to three times, however much you feel like it to start with per week are essential. Start taking the right nutrients, the right supplements. Like I said, if do your regular blood works, see what you're um, deficient in, and start supplementing these things into your life and adding them on because I promise you, you will feel a difference in your own life that will, you won't even recognize it because it's so significant when your body's in a state of um, 
of, of well-being, of just being whole and having everything it needs to function and have like all of your metabolic functions in place, super, super important, right? So then what I do is if I can't motivate myself to do something, I motivate myself because it happens everyone has those days when you don't feel like you're able to mo like you don't feel motivated and you got to get motivation from somewhere else well there are a lot of well the beautiful the, the internet is a beautiful thing and i can tell you um go listen to people like jim Rohn. go listen to people like eric thomas go listen to people like les brown um david goggins jocko willink Go listen to those people that have maybe a different mentality than you and that will pound and scream at you over um, over your speakers. But I promise you, it will change something in your life. It will definitely change something in your life because you then feel like, oh, damn, I just have to do it, right? Um, and a lot of times it helps. For me, it helps every single time. If I hear David Goggins screaming at me before getting home from uh, you know, a 10-hour working day and I don't feel like going for a two-hour workout, to, to just destroy my body. I listen to David Goggins and he just screams at me like, you ain't nothing, you ain't shit. Just do your work, you know, don't be a little P word, you know, whatever it is. And then I'm like, okay, well, he said it. I can't, I cannot not do it now. So I'd go do it. And one last thing, I mean, there are many, many more, but these are just the fundamentals that I would bring to you. I mean, I'm, you know, next time we're going to be talking, it's going to be hopefully in a really beautiful interview setting with a, uh, a very special guest that I love and admire for his mental resilience and for his um, fortitude and just getting things done. But one mantra which I live by and which is so became so super important to me is that do what you promised yourself that you would do. And don't quit on your own promises because the only person that you are pulling down and the only person that you are betraying and fooling is yourself. And there is no greater betrayal than the betrayal towards yourself because you can run from other people if you betrayed them and done them bad but you can't run from yourself your mind and your thoughts will always be with you and they will always be haunting you so do what you promised yourself that you would do and do that relentlessly until you've achieved it until you actually succeeded in doing it let it be something small let it be um i want to clean my room today well I promised myself I'm going to clean my room today, so I better do it because otherwise I'm going to be lying in bed in a dirty room tonight. I'll be, you know, not be able to sleep and be like, Tim, you goddamn idiot, right? Um, and yeah, th those these are just like the, a, a small little introduction into mental resilience, you know, some parts about my life. Um, of course, there will be coming many, many, many more stories because that's what, it, like I said, I love storytelling. I have a lot of great stories to share about my life because... I just choose difficulty and I just choose difficult times. Um, and those difficult times made me who I am today. And I'm proud of who I am by now. You know, it took a long time. It took a long, 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 long time of not being proud to be able to say right now that I'm proud of who I am becoming. I'm proud of the person that I am today. But that is because of the actions that I took over the last years. And back then, it didn't seem like I was improving at all. I was just doing 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 um there's actually a beautiful concept by um ed milet by eddie milet ed milet where he said just one more i just listened to that i just listened to again to a podcast of him today where he talked about his you know his dad was um severely an alcoholic and he wanted to change for the for the reason of his fam for the sake of his family and he said to his son um, or his son asked him like, you know, daddy, how, why, why are you crying? Because he was sitting in the car with him crying. And he said, 
I want to become a better man. I want to become sober for you. But dad, does that mean you're not going to be, you're not going to be drinking ever again? And he responded, well, I can promise you that. But what I can promise you is that I'm not going to be drinking one more day. I'm not going to be drinking one more day. And that concept of one more day is so powerful once you get the hang of it. Where we always, we most of the time we fail when we set goals too high for us to believe that we can achieve them. But instead, by setting small goals, we encourage our belief and saying like, actually, one day, one more day going to the gym, I can do one more day. That is no problem. Going now for the next six months, five to six times a week, that sounds pretty scary. I don't know if I'm able to do that, but tomorrow I can go, right? So implement that mindset of one more day. Just say one more day. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I'm going to read a book tomorrow. Just one more day. And then when tomorrow comes, you're going to say, actually, I'm going to go to the gym one more day. I'm going to read my book one more day. Right? So this is what I wanted to leave you with for today's episode. And like I said, if this podcast means anything to you and you got any type of value from it and you learned a little bit of it, then I would highly, highly appreciate it if you can if you could come over to the journey beyond podcast on spotify and itunes you know you leave me a review um whatever you feel is accurate for this podcast um i you know that all of your support means the world to me i thank you all for tuning in today i thank you for your time and with this being said i see you in the next one